Welcome back to another episode of Tani Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co. Sheer Enjoyment Radio is the premier Jewish content site to hear wonderful Rabbanim, to hear wonderful audio, wonderful content. S-H-I-U-R-E-N-J-O-Y-M-E-N-T.com is their website. Sheer Enjoyment Radio is the radio initiative here on Monday nights at 8.30 with the Tani Talks Radio every other week. We do a Sheer episode, and the other weeks, every other week from that, we do the radio episode, Blinetter, where we talk different topics. You could call us, you could join us, and you could talk live here on Tani Talks Live. All you got to do is call in to 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302 is our number. We're manning the email account. You can join us if you like. All you have to do is call in and you could be on the air as well so we have the ability to hear you and we can have you on the air as well you could call us at the 520-453-8302 email us at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com if you want to come on the air of course you could listen to us on the google app we put up the app. We worked hard on it with collaboration with Radio.co and other sources to get it to you through the Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store. Two wonderful ways to hear the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app. Here on Tani Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co. And every other week we talk a, a Sheer topic, and the other weeks we talk a radio topic. So p- please feel free to call in or to email in if there's something you want to tell us or something you want to participate in. Fascinatingly, technology has boomed over the past couple of decades, the past couple of centuries. Technology is fascinating to me and fascinating in general. And of course, there's many different ways to use technology. I think back to when I was a little boy, a little kid, and AOL came out, and the computer came out, and we had one of those old clunkers like everybody else, the Compaq and the the HP or the other ones. And I I always wanted those Apple ones that had the really cool uh, color, the blue one, the green one one which we some some schools had of course my school growing up did not have nearly enough money for that but you remember back in the days if you can recall how it was so exciting to get onto the internet even though it would take a whole laundry load to connect that was the sound it used to take to get AOL connecting like all the really weird sounds it would take which sounded normal to the rest of us but nowadays it would seem like major problems are going on with your internet if you heard such a thing if you're involved in such a thing but that kind of a sound is not something we want to hear nowadays but that was the way in the olden days it would take to connect and we would be happy just to get onto AOL we would happy just to get onto the internet in general it would take a hundred years to research a topic to get to Yahoo to get to AOL to get to Apple whatever and to get to AIM Messenger was like a big deal a big thing do you remember AOL Instant Messenger that was a really awesome commodity nobody uses that nowadays it, it really died off in the in the years growing up of course WhatsApp took over we're going to talk about that in a bit Facebook exploded. I remember when when I first joined, I don't know how old I was, but nowadays you have to be 13. I must have been a teenager. It was a a big thing to get Facebook, and then there was the other ones that nobody ever used that were dead on arrival, like MySpace and the other ones. And then people would use different mediums to, to reach out to different people, and that's how the Internet was around back then. But it exploded over the years a, a really an information technology technological explosion if you think back to the invention of the ipod 2 
not the iPod 2, but if you think back to the invention of the iPod as well, T-O-O, when it came out, it was also revolutionary. It was humongous, it was thick, it was clunky, it was heavy. Of course, over the years, they, they, they catered it down, they slimmed it down. I actually was a huge fan of iPod. My wife got me a beautiful sentimental iPod when we were dating and engaged that we have somewhere in the house. I believe it's in the drawer, actually. But those things were really cool technological innovations. And as a sidebar, do you know that Apple actually just took off the iPod from their collection? I was looking the other week, you know, just in case the newest iPod Touch we have, which was the last one that actually came out. What would happen, God forbid, if you lose that or that one breaks, there's nothing left. Because apparently Apple and society decided that it's no longer in use, it's no longer profitable, it's no longer probable or useful to have which i totally disagree you know my wife takes it all the time when she goes to work to have a nice playlist and a nice shuffle list when i'm in the car and i'm driving i connect my phone with all the new songs so that takes over via bluetooth but in general these are really cool innovations but over time somehow society deems whether it's worth it or not and we're going to talk different technologies and how we can use it for different things starting with the idea of having radio itself it is fascinating the ability back in the day you had to have a real studio in person with real connectivity with real capability you know i think back to way back in the day when we used to listen to z100 broadcasting from the top of the empire state building this is z100 you had to be literally at the top of the tower with all the technology available only in studio could you possibly have the technology to possibly broadcast to the world but nowadays anybody can have the ability it's fascinating it's beautiful you go to radio.co for example that's the one we use thanks to sheer enjoyment radio and being powered by radio.co you sign up it literally takes minutes i set everything up on behalf of sheer enjoyment radio and we built the apps with the help of radio.co and their developers of course with apple and google which took a lot of work but it's fascinating and i'm no developer so if i could do it anyone could do it and you can set it up and literally broadcast to the world so anyone could listen anywhere in the world it's literally a internet tool and it's really fascinating. You could even tell where people's list, where people are listening. You could see if anyone's listening from Russia or anyone's listening from Israel or anyone's listening from Australia or Africa or Brazil. It actually shows where the listeners are being highlighted if they're from America. Fascinating. And there's also the broadcasting tool, the 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 BUT tool, the BUTT tool, the Broadcasting Universe uh, Technology tool, which is for Apple, and there's another one for PC as well. And you have the ability to reach people in the world using the radio tool. It is so cool. It's internet radio. It's not the same as the car radio I remember growing up, you know, listening, going to, to college and to grad school, listening to the radio in the car. And I always thought it was very cool to be on the radio waves coming into the car. But internet radio really has become the fad and really taking over because it could be listened to anywhere in the world. So if you're not in a car in New York, like back in the day, even a couple of years ago, when you're driving from New York City, from the top of the Empire State Building, and you're going to Connecticut, or you're going to Pennsylvania, you already lose the the strength of the signal, whether it's Z100 or PLJ or any of these other channels, or whether you're listening to Jamie the Air, Menachem Siegel, any of these channels you try to listen to, you lose the strength when you go a little bit beyond New York, beyond the tri-state area. The idea of internet radio is literally anywhere you have an internet connection, whether it's Kalamazoo or Kalalahari or Timbuktu or Africa or anywhere you have an internet connection, you could listen to across the world. It's fascinating. The internet has 
that technology has the tool through a, a website such as radio.co to be able to have such a cool connection, to have such a cool thing. I remember also when the idea came out of the MP3 players and the connectivity to connect your MP3 player to the car. I don't know if you remember this, but there was this type of a tool where you connect it into the player and you would put in a station and then you would try to get the station on your car and try to connect your player to the car. It would be very fuzzy. It would be like crackly. It would be very fuzzy and difficult. And then they tried to come out with different players and then ultimately eventually they introduced what I think is the best invention in a car for music is the AUX, which I think is awesome. It's a wire that goes into the car and from the car goes into the player. On our first car, on the Corolla, the Betsy 1.0, the, the AUX player actually got a little finagled. At the end, it wasn't connecting so well, but thank God on Betsy 2.0, it's there also. I don't know what year they started creating it, but it's able to connect the player into the car, which is also a very fascinating way for the technology to go for music or podcasts or listening or audiobooks, which we used to listen to also on very long drives to be able to connect it to the car. So technology is fascinating in general. Hashem allows such beautiful inventions as per his creations that he puts into the ideas and the, and the minds and the hearts and the thoughts and the brains of man to bring it to fruition. One of the major ones, of course, is the, is the radio itself being able to hear the broadcast of the voice. You know, people used to listen to, not that I was around back then, but I used to re read an article way back in the day, I remember one from Arnold Fine, that would allow to, to look back into the past and try to think about the past and touch the past somehow being taught through words what it was like. They used to be on the roof when it was 100 degrees and everybody would leave the door open. And they used to listen by radio to different shows, to different programs, and they almost could hear the drama. They could hear the thriller. They could hear the suspense in the show itself. So they would listen to a program. They would imagine what the characters look like. They would imagine what the actors look like. They would imagine the scene unfolding in front of their eyes. TV has kind of, in a way, taken away that from us because it portrays to you what the people think the person should look like, should act like, should talk like. That's why it's fascinating. My wife and I just watched Harry Potter the other night. When we were reading Harry Potter growing up, how did we think Lahavdil? He looked like growing up. And then JK and company decided who the actor would be, and that is the exact version of who the person is. So TV and movies shows you what they think it'll look like. And that's why people say, you know, the movie was much worse than the book. The book was much better than the movie. Do you know why people say that? Because when you read the book... When you're involved in reading a book and involved in a gripping novel, a gripping thriller, a gripping suspense, which of course are my three favorite genres, when you're involved in reading that type of a book, you have a picture in your mind of what you think it'll look like, what you think it'll sound like, what you think it'll be portrayed as. And then when someone tells you, when someone shows you what they think the character looks like, what they think the scene looks like, it's like, oh, so that's how you think it'll unfold. Hmm. So it kind of is at odds with what you were reading, what you were picturing. So of course the book will always be better than the movie. The book usually comes first, and the book usually you know, is written, and you get to imagine, you get to create in your mind. That's why I think books are much better than movies, much better than shows in general. And it's a, it's a wonderful medium, a wonderful hobby to be involved in, but that's for another discussion. But that's why, in general, the books are usually better, but the movies are trying to bring to you to light what they see. And as a side note, I've had this discussion with myself on, on OT Talk, talking to the viewers, talking to the audience. What is better, the ebook 
or the real book, and my wife and I have talked about this too, I actually am a bigger fan of the real book, a paper book, a paperback book, even though it's very heavy, of course, to carry around book upon book upon book. We talk the pros and cons of both things, whether you have an e-book, where you have an e-reader or a Kindle reader, or you have an iPad or a phone, where you can have many books and many audiobooks in one place, which is great for storage, great for carrying around a lot of books with you, but I really can't it's not the same experience. You know, I need the sensory aspect. Coming from an OT perspective, I'm a pediatric occupational therapist. Coming from that perspective, coming from that viewpoint, I myself cannot get over the idea of an e-book, an e-reader. I need a real book. You could actually weigh in with us and let us know if you agree with this at, at one of the points of our talk and technology talk tonight. You could call us at 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302. You could also message us and email us at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. S-H-I-U-R-E-N-J-O-Y-M-E-N-T-R-A-D-I-O at gmail.com and let us know what you think. I've had this debate already years ago thinking about what's better, the ebook or the real book from the ot perspective the sensory perspective there's nothing better than taking a book a new book and oftentimes my wife and i will smell the new book and appreciate that new book smell there's nothing like it and actually hold the book and turn the pages there's also something very satisfactory about turning the page and hearing the page turn and actually seeing yourself go through the book and and coming to completion of the book and when the book finishes my wife and i usually take the book and go and finish it to actually portray that the book was accomplished, the book was finished. I can't do what the e-reader, what am I going to do? I'm going to throw down the iPad, I'm going to throw down the Kindle. It's not the same. It's not satisfactory. I don't feel fulfillment in that way. And even turning the page, even if I use my finger to swipe across the board, it's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. I don't feel the same connection. So I always will be a fan of a real book. And that's why... The Lending Library is also a wonderful idea where we, we give out the books, the Jewish books and novels in our town for people to come and people to take. It's a wonderful way to share books along, but that's not really technological. That's regular way of going about the paper and and book situation. But if you want the technology aspect, then of course you could use the e-reader, you could use the Kindle. Many people use it on the subway, on the train, on the bus. I've seen it all the time in all my years traveling to and fro different schools. They can read many different things. I don't know how they do it, but I've tried the Kindle. It really really doesn't work uh it doesn't work for me at least but technology allows for such wonderful things such wonderful innovations and hashem brings so many things to our life so many things to our days that we should use them in the right ways so technology allows for wonderful things but it also brings very dangerous things it also brings very difficult things i hear my coworkers talking about kids who are preteens and teenagers and it's terrifying i don't know those years i wish they could be fast forward through Hopefully, stay young, stay young, kids, stay young, children. I, I picture my children, please stay young. Those years, because there are such difficult things, you know, the kids, they want to talk to the classmates, but, you know, there's unfortunately cyberbullying and, and, and cyber meanness, and people write mean things, and people write terrible things, and people are bullies online, and, and then the, you can't even find them because it's a lot of it's anonymous, you can't track people. Terrible things go on online and in cyberspace, and terrible things are out there also. But of course, in general, everything that Hashem gives us, everything can be used for good or bad, so we have to use it for good, and we have to try to use it for good. Some people will ban everything outright, and saying their communities, it should be like a shtetl, it should be like a 
community that doesn't allow cell phones, that doesn't allow internet, doesn't allow computers, doesn't allow anything. Obviously, I'm not of that viewpoint. I'm not of that mindset because I believe if Hashem gives us something that we need to use it for good. If Hashem gives us abilities, Hashem gives us capabilities, Hashem gives us inventions, Hashem gives us different things, we have to use it for good. If Hashem didn't want the carriage to be invented, should we not use the carriage to not be there? He brought the horse, he brought the carriage, brought the wheel, brought the phone, brought the computer, everything out there. We just have to use it in the best way to spread Torah, to be Marbid's Torah, to spread Chesed, to spread mitzvahs and spread different things throughout the world. We have to use our things in this world for good and use it to accomplish good in this world. So if you set up anything in life, if you set up different things in life, you could really make things accomplished that well. And that's why many years ago, when I was sitting on that wind on that rainy overcast day, I remember exactly where I was sitting in the in the beginning of March in twenty eighteen the end of a day after seeing my students i figured what can we do to better help the students and that's where really the birth the creation of all the shows came about it started with the ot show and over the years it's morphed into different ways and now we did it as the thought of the day and next year got willing the otp the ot perspective but when it started the main impetus for it was to think about how we could further reach and better reach families, educators, and students. Because as an OT, as an occupational therapist, as a provider, how much do we really get to see the kids? How much do we really get to affect the kids and affect the families? If it's a high mandate, if it's a high legal thing of seeing them, maybe at most I've seen is three times a week, maybe four times a week, if it's someone that's severely impaired, that someone severely has difficulties, severely has cognitive or, or physical needs and help, maybe they'll have a higher mandate. One time I was in a school where the children, many of the children were bound to the wheelchair, bound to needing to use the wheelchair, I don't like saying wheelchair bound, but they were requiring the use of the wheelchair because of difficulties involved. So I had a student that was a four times a week mandate, 15 minutes a day, four times a week. And you think, what can you do with a child for 15 minutes? Once you're in there, you got to get out of there. But this was a child that was so involved physically, had such difficulties physically that even just to range the limbs, even just to give the limbs a break and let him stretch out, they would bring him on the mat and... and you know, I tried to extend his elbow and extend his fingers, extend his wrist and extend the legs, whatever we could do to get him a little bit more flexible, a little bit less stiff, a little bit less contracted and to be extended a little bit. That's an example of being able to do that. But besides for a student like that, usually usually what you'll see in the DOE at least is two by thirty one S. So twice a week, thirty minutes, individual is usually the mandate. You could have a group of two or three kids also, too, and usually separate locations. Sometimes it'll be C for classroom where they want you to push in. Some some schools, schools I've been at were very, very into the push-in model, but I actually personally like to pull out as much as possible to get that real one-on-one -on -one connection with the student. And you, you only get that amount of time with the students. Sometimes it'll be three times a week, maybe, if it's a, a kid that really needs help. But what happens after that? So for those... 30 minutes a week, that's one hour a week. How many hours do we have in school? How many hours do we have a day? There are, of course, 24 hours in a day, and there's about seven hours in the school. You come at 8, you leave at 3, at least as an OT in the DOE, 8 to 255. The kids show up at 8, 820, 
most times they start seeing sessions at 8.30. you got to see four hours of kids a day, eight sessions a day, plus lunch and documentation. So you, you get a kid, you only see him for an hour for the week. So if I have Lorenzo, not a student I actually had, and he shows up and I see him, so I see him Monday at 10.30, and then I see him Wednesday at 10.30, and that's it. How much carryover can there be? How much generalizability can there be? How much transferability is there from what I'm teaching him and what I'm working with him, what I'm playing with him in the therapy room to when he goes home? By the time he's back at class, by the time he leaves the school, by the time he goes home, it's all but forgotten. It's all but gone. So many OTs and very, very um, bold OTs and very above the line, above the radar, beyond the measure, beyond the line, who go above and beyond will send home you know, therapeutic exercises and home regimens and home programs. I think that's wonderful and great, but the more papers that come home, and I could tell you as a parent, you know, Baruch Hashem, thank God we're blessed with four children, the more papers that come home, the more clutter, the more that's going to be tossed. Where We keep the projects that are laminated and beautiful like that, but a regular paper, I'll tell you, my son was in first grade this year, he must have brought home 150, 200 papers this whole year. That's a lot of papers, a lot of clutter based on the day. Each day he could bring home five, six pages from math, from English, from Hebrew. So you have a kid, and if he's one of a few siblings, he comes home from OTs. Ah, see what I brought home from OT? Oh, yeah, add it to the pile, Lorenzo. There's like 40 pages. It's not going to be done. But what could we do? To allow for transferability, what could we do to allow for generalizability is what I was thinking on that day, that overcast day in March. And I felt like the best thing to do would be to use what I felt like are my talents and my abilities and my, my capabilities that Hashem gives us. So I felt like I always loved audio. For a long time, I've loved radio and listening to radio. I always dreamed of being on the radio, which is a wonderful dream to be on radio.co, thanks to sheer enjoyment, and to use the radio capabilities. So technology allowed for such a thing. Podcasting became a beautiful, beautiful thing in the 2000s and 2010s. And when I came to the scene in 2018, I said, so the vision is to try to help the students, to try to help the families, try to help the educators beyond the scope of sitting in the office. I could show up to different classrooms throughout the week for a couple of minutes, try to consult, try to help. It's not a model that really works. What we can't do is a little short audio snippets throughout the week, a couple of times a week on different topics that hopefully helps families and educators and students. So in the beginning of the show, we talked about what OT stands for, what OT does, and what OT can contribute. And then we, we went to giving ideas for activities, ideas for tips. Ideas for classroom help, for household help, ideas for activities in the classroom, in the house. And it morphed over the years in this past year in season five, which we just finished a couple of weeks ago. It morphed into the idea of being the type of a topic, being the type of an idea where we think of the thought of the day, really a tip for the day, how we could help the family. And we try to do it in a way where it's the five to ten minutes because I believe thanks to technology maybe it's a blessing and a curse but because of technology we don't have such an attention span that's why maybe on some of there's so many advertisements there's so many commercials on any show any program even even watching a clip on on how to blend a smoothie there's going to be an ad beforehand why there's not much 
ability to focus. There's too much ADD, too much ADHD. So I felt like if it's going to be all of my shows are going to be an hour, that's not going to work. The bulk of the shows are in very short rapid-fire audio bit snippet. So the OT show is the one where it started five to ten minutes. We originally called it something else. We switched it over last year or so to become Tani Talks X, Tani Talks Y, Tani Talks Z. One of them is Tani Talks OT. Under the umbrella of the Tani Talks podcasts, inspired basically by TED Talks, but that's another story. And we try to do five to ten minutes using technology, using the ability, the capability of the voice to talk to the audience. And I am a bigger fan of audio versus video. Many times people have said, my wife has said, other people have said, why don't you do YouTube? Why don't you do the videos? I actually really don't like videos. I, I do a video here and there for one of the groups we're involved in. God willing, we'll talk about Sparks. But... The audio, I really feel like, is the way to go. There's something about listening to a person, listening to a voice. You could be involved in many different things while listening. When you're watching, you have to focus only on that. If you're watching an episode, you're watching a movie, you're watching a video, you're watching a sheer, you're going to miss stuff if you're not glued to the screen and you have to watch the screen. Of course, you can't watch it while driving or doing different things. It's too distracting. It's too difficult. But when you're listening, how much can you do while you're listening? So I myself listen to podcasts, especially um, the great podcast by, um, I'm, uh, I'm blanking on the name right now, of course. Oh, Rabbi Orlovsky. He's very, very funny. So a lot of times I would listen throughout the year to him while doing dishes, while folding laundry, while taking the air, this or that. Because that's the benefit of podcasting that's the benefit of audio and the technology involved that you could listen while doing something else and i'm a huge fan of audiobooks we're actually in the process this whole year and last year trying to get jewish audiobooks which i think is fantastic and that's a way to listen to a mystery listen to a thriller listen to a suspense listen to a story while being involved in other things while doing the laundry while driving it was a big thing for us. We used to drive to a couple of different places, very long drives. It was hard to focus. It was hard to stay awake. Listening to audiobooks back then, we listened to Divergent and Harry Potter. And nowadays, hopefully, we'd listen to the Jewish versions. And it was like listening to a movie, listening to a TV show. And that, I think, is the best example of the modern-day equivalent of what the radio used to be for people listening to radio programming that was like entertainment, like TV. Nowadays, I think the best, closest example would be like a mystery audiobook read to you with the different voices and the different inflection and the different suspense involved. So when we have the technology, we have the ability, it's so cool to see what can be done with it. And podcasting is a way to bring the Torah. So I felt like if we have the OT show, which is not Jewish in its specificity, not Jewish in its implementation, in its plan, there has to be a Jewish version also. There has to be a Jewish equivalent. So my favorite favorite safer for all time has always been Pirkei Avos. My dad actually used to learn it every week. Maybe it was ingrained in me, you know, before he passed once I was nine, and that I would always like it. Pirkei Avos always has spoken to me for some reason. I find very much connection, very much grounding to see different sages, different mafarshim, different the Zakanim teaching about different moral aspects, ethical aspects, teaching aspects of life. I find it the, the easiest to connect to. And that's why I also love Agatha and the Gemara when there's a story or a mushal or a parable or something that we could connect to. Because sometimes the halacha, the, 
the technical aspects are very hard to connect to, very hard to relate to. And that's why it could be that Gemara Yavalos, which we're actually finishing in a couple of days, a couple in a week or so, is a is a difficult one to be involved in, a difficult one to follow. We've got to find that agata, to find that aspect. And what can we do to connect using technology? So the second show, the second initiative, was that of Pirkeiolos. And originally we called it something else. And again, last year we changed it over to Tani Talks Blank. So Tani Talks Pirkeiolos, TTPA. Also, Baruch Hashem just recently wrapped up season five we've used different commentaries over the years we started with the the general art school without using a special commentary then we used the Ayat Avraham one season another season we used the the green anthology one that had really cool stories um another season we used a different commentary it's uh, Rabbi Yonah we used, and then this past year we used Sfarno, and in Mirz Hashem we'll use different commentaries. I try to find a commentary that keeps it succinct, because if it's 10 pages long, the episode's going to be 15, 20, 30 minutes, and then we're out of sync. We need it to be that 5 to 10 minutes is really what I think the golden mean, the golden rule, the golden time limit for episodes. Some people will do a podcast an hour, an hour and a half, but it can't be every day. It's got to be in the audio snippet that really works for people, that really works for you and really works for others. So the TTPA show, the Pirkei show, and the OT show, both are between 5 and 10 minutes. And then the third show, we have five shows, Baruch Hashem, the third show that came, I believe, was the the Parsha show, or the Daf show, I forget which one came first, but the Daf, we've been doing it for a while, but in a different format. Originally, I tried a video, then I tried writing about it, and then I said, no, nope, we got to do it in audio. Audio is really the way to go. I'm a huge, huge fan of audio, if you haven't noticed by now, over all these years. And I felt like, what can we do with the DAF show? What can we do? So DAF Yomi is a beautiful initiative started by Rabbi Meir Shapiro over a 100 or so years ago. He, unfortunately, did not have the merit to not have the zechus of having children. So what they say is that everyone who, lo- who learns the Dafyomi, which was his baby initiative, is like his children. And it's a beautiful thing to go through Talmud Bavli once every seven and a half years. The previous celebration, which we watched live, was so heartwarming, so beautiful to be a part of, virtually at least. And it was so nice to see, and I felt like, wow, this is like a huge thing, much bigger than myself. And of course, many people learn much more things. Uh, for a couple of years, I was listening to Rabbi Rosner do the sheer, and actually I switched over in the past few years to actually do Art Scroll itself, to to go through the Gemara with the with the Rabbi Art Scroll, because I felt like that would be the best way for me. And then I said, what what can we do? using the technology, using the audio, using the ability of talking to, to bring the DAF to life. Many people have many different DAF initiatives, but I want it to be something succinct, something quick, and something that could be practical and helpful. So we originally called it something else, and then we switched over also to the TTD, the Tani Talk stuff. And we call, and each show, by the way, I try to have a snag line, I try to have a catchy phrase, something that rhymes usually on purpose, in general, we try to have it that it, it flows. And, of course, on the TTR here, we'll get to the Tani Talks Radio. We try to talk some topics for the week for the audience members to keep. So thank you for that. And then the TDD, we call it, we have a catchphrase. And on the TTPA, we say it's this year where we talk a mission of Perkei Avus per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. On the TTOT and the OT show, we try to talk this past season the thought of the day from pediatric OT to stay that hopefully helps you or someone you know. And on the TTD, what I felt like was the golden mean was to try to get between like one and five minutes a day finding one piece of Gemara, one 
piece, one line, one paragraph that really speaks to me, that really calls out to me. And oftentimes I, I never know what's going to be that day's or the next day's for the daf, what we're going to talk about. And a lot of times it's almost like Hashem highlights it for me and something, something like jumps out at me that I can use for the day. So what I do on the TTD is we try to talk a daf lesson a day in a few minutes your way. Originally did it I did it in one minute your way. It's way too difficult to keep only to one minute. So we call it a few minutes which gives us leeway between one and five minutes. The golden mean is really like two to three minutes a lesson on the daf. So we have a nice paragraph and then we correlated something practically, something that we could take and we can move for life and something that we could do and bring it into our own life. And you know, it could be anything simple in the Gemara. The other day we talked about how one aide comes and talks about a witness, talks about if someone passed, and the other aide said that someone doesn't pass. We talked about how the idea is life is so fleeting. While you're alive, and even after your death, after 120 years, what will be that you carry into your life? What will be your legacy? What will you be your ability to keep with you after life? And that's just a simple example. So the TTD was born, was created to be able to have something from the daf, some quick snippet and I have seen that other people do this, but probably not in the exact way that we try to do it, to bring that lesson to life. And once I was doing daf, I said we got to bring one more thing. Parsha has always been fascinating. So originally, in the first, I did it a, a couple of times before bringing a real season. In the first season, we were very bold. We tried to do 30 to 45 minutes. Way too difficult to do that. So this year, we switched it over to about... 15 minutes is the golden mean for that show, 15 to 20 minutes. And actually, we had nice discussions and interactions with Nachum Siegel himself, which is a huge role model for me, a huge person looking up to me. He knew my dad, he knows he knows my family and my parents. And he said that we could actually put the TTP, Tani Talks Parsha show, on his network, and it actually airs every Thursday night on 10 p.m. You could listen on the Nachum Siegel network. You could listen on NSN app, his Nachum Siegel network app on the iPhone, I believe it's on Google also, he has a Nike radio channel as well, or you can listen on his website, he has different ways to listen as well, and that is aired after that that Shabbos show on Thursday night, and, and it's very fascinating to see it come on, on the air, on live on his show. I mean, I send it in early in the week and then they play it and it's fascinating to be able to be on there, which is a big win, a really beautiful thing to be able to be involved in that. So thank you to them for that, to be able to be on their network, to be able to be on the radio platform is really a dream as well. And that's about 15 minutes. So we try to talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And last week, Korach was the example and we talked about the proper way of fighting. We talked about Bishama and Bishel. We talked about how in life to go about disagreements, especially with uh, spouses or with friends or with people or coworkers, how it's better to be silent and to be soft-spoken. And how it, it's a, if you want it to be L'Shem Shemaim, it's one thing. Like Hillel and Shammai, they would even marry within each other's houses, even though they would disagree all the time. And then we talked about the idea of... of how a person who's fighting even for power, even for authority, wouldn't even have the ability to connect themselves. If you look at Perky Elvis, who pointed out on the show, and you can listen there, the Mishnah in Perky Elvis is very specific in its wording in general, and it talks about it doesn't even say Korach the Moshe, Korach the Aaron, Korach the Hashem. It says Korach the Choladaso because they themselves could not even agree when fighting. And that's just a, a small example. And then the last show we brought actually came about, was born and created during COVID when there was the height of the pandemic and everyone was indoors. And I felt like 
there, what was there to do? There was the birth of these beautiful virtual Bate Midrashiyot and, and virtual programs and Zoom became extra popular and all these, the ability to connect with people virtually became popular on virtual trips and I felt like, what can we do? So my shul itself was having virtual, one of my shuls that were members of were members of two shul, two shuls. One of them had a thing where they were looking for a speaker so I did a Zoom and I felt like, you know what? Why don't we make this into an actual thing? And it, at first we called it one thing, and then of course we changed it to something else, all of them under the heading of the Tani Talks. So we changed it to Tani Talks Life, where we talk a topic per session, per shear, with some practical lessons on the shear ones. And that was running for about a year and a half, until very, very recently, in the past two or three months, I felt a very strong urging from Hashem, and this is with all my initiatives in life, that I felt like, in general, Hashem guides me and Hashem leads you. You know, there's a famous phrase from the Talmud, from the the Gemara itself, where it says, And if you feel the same way, you could call us, you could let us know if any of the things we talked about, any of the things we mentioned resonates with you, talks with you, you could always email us at sheerenjoymentradio.com at gmail.com sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com We're happy to talk about your topics, we're happy to, to bring you in live. You could call us at 520 520-453-8302, 520-453-8302. But oftentimes in life, in different initiatives, I felt very strongly that Hashem leaded me where I needed to go. Not in talking about spouse aside, which is very true, finding my wonderful wife, but in terms of occupation, in terms of jobs, in terms of fulfilling different missions and different needs and different avenues in life, I felt very strongly, starting all the way back, getting into OT school when I was working in Hask for the summers, three summers, and I walked in the therapy room and I felt very strongly pulled to this is where I should want to be. Where, I'm, where I need to be, where you could play with kids and try to get them to learn skills, and that's a profession you could get paid for? Amazing. And then that day in March, I felt very strongly to help out the families, to help out the students and, and the educators beyond the three or two mandates a week, how we could get into people's homes, they could listen to us, and they could have advice and help, and how we could actually talk Elvis and talk off and talk Parsha. And then during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, I felt like, what can we do? We could talk a topic every two weeks. Can't do it every week. It's way too much. Don't want to do it once a month because then it's it's too infrequent. But every two weeks I felt like was the golden mean for the the life show. And then we we I felt very strongly for a long time to be involved in radio. I actually looked into radio.co a couple of years ago, but it wasn't it wasn't the right timing, if you will. It wasn't the right connection. It wasn't the right frame and time of life to do it. But then I connected with the um, with some of the admin at Sheer Enjoyment and I felt very strongly that I wanted to take this under my wing and I'll set it up for them and make the show and then hence the idea of the, the Tani Talks Life being merged into Tani Talks Radio where it's live on Monday nights. We've been doing live every two weeks for the Sheer itself but live with the ability to actually have the platforms on an app on the Apple app, on the Google app, on the sheer enjoyment ability to have the streamer, streamer.radio.co slash s33c91f0e4 slash listen, and to call in it itself, of course, and to listen on Naki. Naki Radio is an amazing thing also. We'll get to that in a second. But the radio, to be able to be listened to live is really a fantastic, fantastic dream. And that was the push a couple of, week, a couple of months ago to have it every week, some weeks doing a topic like Tech Talk, 
technology talk this week. Some weeks doing the sheer, like the other week we talked about the talus, and we talked about the maka, and we talked about different things. Well, and we'll talk about the tefillin probably next time also, but different ways to be able to use technology to be involved in technology. And there's so many aspects of technology itself. Technology really rules and and helps every aspect of our day. Just looking at the idea of the iPhone, for example, there's so many apps, so many useful apps that are involved in our days. You know, I'll be in the grocery store and I need to get something and I don't want to call my wife or I don't want to text my wife, but I'll, I'll walkie-talkie my wife with the Zello app, which I think is awesome, Z-E-L-L-O. You could download it and you literally can press the button to walkie-talkie. Hey, what did you need again? Hey, I can't find this one. I need that one. Is that Okay. You know, using that as a very simple example of technology. Walkie-talkies were such a cool invention as a kid. I used to love using the walkie-talkies, and and sometimes we brought it to camp, and we would walkie-talkie across the camp. When I was in Israel, by the way, for the first year, do you know what type of phone we had? We had what was called the Amigo from Talk and Save, and we took it with us for the year, and we had the push-to-talk button. I didn't even have to call my friends you know, to see if they wanted pizza from J2 and, and donate the 10 shekels to get the orange soda. I could just walk and talk to them. I could PTT them. Hey, David, do you want it? Over. Hey, Tommy, yes, please get the soda. Out. You know, you could just PTT each other. And people don't like that feature. I actually like that feature a lot. I missed that feature. The second year when I came for Shana Bet to Yeshiva Ration and Beit Shemesh, we didn't have that feature anymore. I had that uh, the, the Nokia, you know, that straight Nokia that wasn't even a flip, that was very indestructible. It was a nice size. You know, it was like gray or blue. And it was like the indestructible one. That just comes to show you as technology has changed over the years also. The the flip phone back in the day, the razor that people wanted back in the day, these were like indestructible, fantastic phones. They would charge for like four hours. They would last the whole day, maybe two days. And they were, you could throw them against the wall. They wouldn't break. Now, the iPhone like drops one time and it's in like a hardcore out-of-box case and the whole screen cracks. <laughs> It's made really a different way. But the iPhone itself and the calendar app is probably my number one app that's built into the iPhone that I need. If I don't write it in the calendar, if my wife doesn't write it in the calendar, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be remembered. It's not going to be utilized in my life. It's literally like a digital assistant. It's literally like a helper that can literally help my life and help it function. Like if I didn't write that my, my, my daughter's five-month-old visit is this Thursday, I wouldn't remember. You could stick post-it notes all over the house. It won't help. The post-it notes will be ripped down by my children anyway. It'll come down. In the phone, putting it in that app is a reason to go about it. And probably my second favorite app on the phone, besides for the sheer enjoyment app that we built to allow for Tony Talks Radio to be listened to on the app, and besides for music, it's probably the Voice Memos app. I love the ability to record on the phone. Oftentimes I'll record using the Blue Yeti, the microphone, the small micro one, and the regular Blue Yeti one to connect into the laptop. But recently, on the go, I will record on the phone itself. The Voice Memo app is fantastic. It allows for recording. It allows for uploading the recordings. I use the Voice Memo app on the MacBook itself, too. And there's so many cool apps from the Tor apps like Aish. And then you have Uber, which is how I get around nowadays to my sites for the DOE. You have so many different apps. Canva app is amazing. That's how I make all my flyers, and it's a free app. Actually, recently, they offered the pro version to teachers, and thank God as an OTI qualified too. Yidpod is a fantastic app I'm affiliated with with JewishPodcast.fm. And 
there's so many apps the camera app the photo app every app is fantastic the shul app we have and we have the app for paying our kids tuition and the app like ways and google maps to get around oh you torah why you torah and safari um there's so many every single app that the technology involved and if you want to watch things on different platforms and you want to be involved in things whether it's or anytime or so many different apps and 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 even the mail app if you think about it i've talked about this on my different shows too but even if you think about the mail app the fact that you could answer an email from your phone you could attach pictures you could attach audio you could attach movies recordings video recordings you could attach documents do you know that most documents for taxing I can do from my phone itself, and and if and if I have to take a picture, I I send over maybe thirty documents to my accountant in like February, March time, and they get it done. That's like one of the biggest things, legal things that has to be taken out of the whole year, and it can be done right from my phone. The technology built into the phone. City and Chase, my two banks, our two banks. You could literally mobile deposit checks, which is awesome. You could transfer balances, you could pay off credit cards, you could pay off this and that using the apps, the calculators, so many cool things built in. And I think besides for the mail app and the literally calling people, which also was an amazing technology that came about in the 20th century, I believe, or 19th century, the actual phone calling a person and, and using the ability you could call all the way across the world and messaging a person. But I think even better than that, one of my favorite is WhatsApp. I love Love, love, love WhatsApp. WhatsApp allows you to transfer so many things. You could send videos, you could send audio, you could send files and the messaging. I actually like their format a lot better because you could delete things. I don't think you could delete things on the regular iMessage app so much. And it doesn't even keep the recording. So like if I audio note something to my wife, it, it only keeps for a couple of seconds. On WhatsApp, it stays there for the day. And I send my flyers out with, with WhatsApp. You could voice call people for free on the internet across the pond across the world you know you could call a guy a friend in england or you could call someone in israel you could call someone all over the place and i've had done it through whatsapp such a cool thing we don't really think about and appreciate the technology the powerhouse that is at our fingertips the 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 digital brick that is basically a computer your phone is literally a computer in your fingertips do we appreciate that understand how fascinating that is People would look at this and think, wow, what kind of amazingness. Someone looking from a previous century would think it's like alien technology that we have into our hands. And Zoom itself and Google Meet. That's how I did my whole remote year of seeing kids. I could see students. I could see clients on the computer, on the phone, literally using the phone to connect with someone in another city, in another state, in another country. How amazing. And people had all these these virtual get-togethers, these virtual day trips, like one Israel Fund had them, and different connections across the world. You could have 400 participants, one's in Argentina, one's in New York, and one's in Los Angeles, one's in Israel. It's fascinating, the technology. I think back to the days when people actually used Skype, which was probably one of the first ways of going about it, and people used FaceTime, too. I used FaceTime here and there, of course, also for family and whatnot. But in general, technology is mind-blowing and overwhelming and it is fascinating how we have it even the phone itself by the way the phone we use is through vonage and i believe that growing up we had it for a couple of years too 
it is a fascinating thing to be able to have a phone line that connects to the internet. So we have Vonage, and our phone line is a landline that connects through the internet, which is called VOIP, Voice Over Internet Proxy, I believe. And it's a Panasonic, and it's intercon system, and I actually have a, an earphone, uh, like a, a talking piece that I bought a couple of years ago when we started doing the, the live show to connect to make it into as if like I'm a call center from Amazon hello how can I help you today and it allows being able to talk it is fascinating to have a, a landline I find is very important you know for many different reasons besides for just the shows also when I was working remote also when I was working for teletherapy at nighttime also in general for business purposes for different ventures and, and ideas that I'm involved in I think it's very good to have it but all these things in our life, technology is fascinating. Using technology for the right reasons, for good reasons, for being involved in initiatives, Torah initiatives, and Torah matters. It is so cool to be involved in these things. And even thinking about the technology involved in the microphone itself. I mentioned before that my favorite company for microphones for, for broadcasting and for podcasting and for recording in general is the Blue Yeti. I have the big one, which is like a midnight blue, very pretty color. And recently I brought a, a mini one to work during breaks to, to record as well, a nice little small one, which is also very good technology. To be able to have such a cool thing, you know how much it probably cost back in the day in the studio to have all this equipment? Nachum Siegel has fantastic equipment, and, and they should be Zoha to rebuild. Unfortunately, they had a tremendous, terrible, tragic fire. They should be Zoha to build better and, and even more than beforehand. And different people in different studios have different technology that they need to use and have to use, and it probably costs a fortune. But nowadays, any layman, any regular person like Mir, you could get these kind of things, can have of these microphones, and it really does make a difference. I mean, the iPhone itself, the microphone is, is good, but the, the Blue Yeti is a cut above. It's really one of the industry standards that they recommend using for, for podcasting. Blue Yeti, B-L-U-E space Y-E-T-I. It's a fascinating thing. If any of these technology things relate to you or talk to you, you could let me. You could talk to me. You could let me know at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. You can email us. You can message us. You could send us a comment at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. You can also call us at 520 So all of these things involved are really fascinating things. And you think about the computer itself. We used to have the clunkers with the, like we talked about in the beginning, connecting to AOL would take loads and loads of time. Literally a load of laundry. My mom used to say it took a whole laundry load she could get involved with doing before connecting and it would take forever and it would take so long to send a message and to connect to the internet to go to different websites. But now... Internet is blazing fast. In our house, we actually have Fios, which I think is very cool. I'm a big fan of uh, Verizon fiber optic si system. It's underground. It has these really cool wires. And um, we originally had the router higher up in the house in like the attic or the second floor that wasn't cutting it, so we brought it down to the first floor. I think that was much better. There's also the 5G version. Again, I apologize. The fireworks in the background. Everyone's very excited for our show and for July 4th. But... When it comes to these different things, the apps on on the Mac itself are also fascinating. Word itself and Office itself, the program is is so 
fundamental. You know, you can't go to graduate school. My wife recently started graduate school. Kudos to her. She should be zochah. She should be matzliach and do above and beyond everyone else in the class. But you can't even enter a class. You can't even enter college or grad school without having Word. Can you believe that there was a time before Microsoft Word, before Microsoft Excel, for making spreadsheets, for making, you know, different data systems, PowerPoint to make a presentation is 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 of the utmost importance. How many presentations did I make in grad school and college and did I make in the DOE itself that you need to have involved? Outlook is the number one mail system we use in the DOE. Without it, we wouldn't be, to get, be, wouldn't be able to get emails to begin with. Zoom, of course, is a fascinating and important app and the browser itself to connect to the Internet. What happens when the Internet is down, by the way? If you're on the go and you're in a waiting room or you're waiting for an appointment or you need to see someone and your internet is down, doesn't the phone feel pretty much useless? I think about the times where I go to shul in like the basement or when I was in a, in a building building now and a building before that had no reception, I felt like the phone was pretty much useless. Without the internet, you can't send emails, you can't send messages, you can't receive emails, you can't receive messages, you can't even call someone. What can you do with the phone? It's basically a glorified iPod. And it can't even be an iPod, by the way, because you need internet connectivity to play the music. So basically, it's just a way to take notes. And the Notes app, by the way, is also my go-to. Anytime I write anything or need anything lists and what we're going to talk about on the show or what we're going to order for groceries for the week, the Notes app is number one on the MacBook Air we have and on the iPhone itself. That is the way I write everything down. So basically, it's a glorified way of taking notes and a glorified way of keeping track and keeping appointments. But also, an amazing thing is GarageBand. For those of you who play music out there, I myself play guitar, thank God, for many years now, since I was 10. So, like, 24 years, Baruch Hashem, we're playing the, the, the guitar and using GarageBand. I used to be much better at it, but it's a way of combining your own kind of a studio. And iMovie, often now, for Sparks, a wonderful WhatsApp group, that we spread Torah. I'm involved in editing the videos, so a rabbi will send content based on the topic that we choose for the week. Got to put in the background music and put in the title, put in the subtitle, the rabbi's name, make sure the music sounds good, and then put the logo at the end. iMovie allows it to happen. I'm not an editor. I'm not a content editor or a video splicer, but using these types of apps, these type of programs allows it, and the technology is there to be able to be used to accomplish these things. And how do we listen to things? How do we get involved in things? You know, playing the music, oftentimes I'll be inspired in the middle of the day or right when I'm putting the kids to bed and and it takes extra long because I have to record whatever riff, whatever note, whatever progression or, or scale comes into my mind. I have to, oh, no, I have to write it down right now. I have to record it right now. I whip out my phone. I take out my trusty, handy assistant, the voice memo, and I'll say, this is capo number two, work in progress, find you in the rain, or whatever, and record it. Wasn't that amazing? Back in the days, you had to literally walk or drive or go to a studio wherever you could find it to actually sit down and write it. What if what if it already was lost? What if you couldn't think of it? Maybe you had to take out your mini-disc recorder back in the days, for those of you who know what I'm talking about, before the MP3 player. Or you had to take out your, your tape recorder, which literally had a tape, 
back in the days it was a big tape and then they had the mini tape recorder it used to be handheld used to take like three or four clunky double a batteries what if you didn't have that recorder on you what if you lost it nowadays it's built into every phone has a voice memo app every computer at least apple has the voice memo app and that's how i do my recordings for my songs baruch hashem over the years over 40 songs hashem gave me if i wouldn't voice memo them i wouldn't remember any of them I used to write lyrics to them. Most of those are lost and gone, but at least some of them stay. But the music itself, if I don't voice memo it right away for my guitar, for my acoustic guitar, I can't remember it. I can't hold on to it. The technology allows for all these fascinating different things. And one of the coolest things, I will tell you in a second, you also can tell us, you can message us, email us, comment us if any of these things resonate with you sheer enjoyment radio at gmail.com sheer enjoyment radio at gmail.com 520 talking technology talk different things in my life and in our life that are just no-brainers but are not always thought about that we have and ways of being marbid sora and being able to spread chesed spread mitzvahs and spread things you know how many whatsapp groups are out there just for tehillim just for tehillim names you know how many whatsapp groups are out there just to resell and give away things in my own town we have a resell giveaway group so many times my phone goes off pinged giving away this free to take this giving away that I recently became in charge of the community Loach group a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, excuse me. That group also was started by by a, a wonderful creator who felt like it was a mission to let a few states, and hopefully all states will take it over, throughout the U.S. and one in Israel, to have a go back and forth, seeking a ride, seeking a job, giving away this, giving away that, looking for this, looking for that. If each group has 200 people, and we have like 14 groups or 15 groups. That means that there are like thousands of people who could be helped. So someone is looking for a ride and then we post their their post. And within minutes, within hours, they can actually find that ride. A truly a chesed. Many groups are out there that are chesed based as well. And there are groups out there for mitzvahs. There are groups out there for Torah. Meaningful minute, for example. Sparks and seconds. For example, we send out Torah content, a, a rabbi video every day on a topic. We send out pictures and videos, inspirational pictures, inspirational flyers throughout the day. Just Torah content. The Meaningful Minute sends out different status updates too and a, and a minute video as well every day. And there are different content groups. We actually just made a WhatsApp group also for the Tani Talks podcast where we post the whatever recording of the day or flyers for that day. You could join us well as well if you want. And that's thanks to technology. That's thanks to WhatsApp. And there's so many different WhatsApp family-based groups and, and school-based groups and whether you're taking a course or whether you're involved in this or that. It has become a way that Jewish people have found a way to take technology, to take different apps and to use it for the purposes of, of being Marbit's Torah, being Marbit's Chesed, being Marbit's Mitzvah. And that's really what we're supposed to do in this life. And technology is the tool to be able to use it. So no, I don't agree with banning all technology outright, not letting any smartphone, not letting any computer, not letting any aspect of any way that you could really spread Torah, Chesed, and Mitzvah in this world. By getting rid of all these things, you're missing out on so many ways that Hashem is giving us the ability to do so. Yes, you have to figure out ways to go about it. Yes, it's a challenge and a struggle and a fight for many people every day. How could it be to use it in your home and to use it for kids and whatnot? But if there's a will, there's a way. And if you're going to use it, Hashem will lead you on the way. And you could use 
your abilities to to talk topics, talk different ideas, and talk different I talk different capabilities and activities. Recently, I thought maybe we could do a a craft thing for a paper. So I sent a bunch of emails right from the phone because the phone allows it, and I made up a Canva to do that. Thought of an idea, you know, already a couple of years ago, where we want to find people and an item. We're trying to work on on that with the papers and messaging people and emailing people, sending out the sample that we pay lots of money to make. That also using technology allowing to do that. Anytime we have any topic, any idea, any activity we want to get done, we want to write for something or get something done. Baruch Hashem, my wife was published twice in Asian. That was also an app that's built into the phone and the website. You can have so much Torah content at your fingertips. And you think about Naki, by the way. I didn't even mention them. Naki is one of my favorite, favorite Jewish inventions in the world. It's the Jewish Internet Kosher radio player. They have pre-programmed stations, only clean, only family-friendly, only Jewish, only male singers. And Baruch Hashem, the Tani Talks podcast is a channel on Naki Radio. You can find it at portal.narkiradio.com. And Sheer Dormant Radio also recently was added to them as well. They have different models that you could get, the solo with one speaker, the duo with two speakers, and the home, which is actually my favorite one we just switched to recently, which has a remote. You cannot underestimate the value of a remote, and it's beautifully sleek, designed excellently. Their interface of their website is beautifully laid out, beautifully done. Also, using technology, if you love radio like I do, you want to be on the radio, then to hear yourself on an actual radio player on the internet is fascinating, mind-blowing. Not only the beautiful ability on Radio.co, thanks to sheer enjoyment on Radio.co, but being able to hear yourself on Naki Radio is like mind-blowing, to hear your own voice on a channel. These are all beautiful things that are technology. You know, you think about technology within the car, within the home, within your life, within your phone, within your computer, within the radio. These are all fascinating things. These apps are built and made by Hashem, created by Hashem to help us, created by Hashem to allow us to use ways to spread Torah, to spread missiles, to spread chesed. If we could realize the beautiful benefit of technology, we could talk about it, appreciate it, think about it. These are ways to better our days, ways to spread Torah, to be marbis Torah, ways to spread chesed, to be marbis chesed, ways to spread generosity, to spread doing good in this world. We should be involved in using these things for the right. So it's just what to think about is the ability to be involved in thinking about chesed, thinking about mitzvahs, thinking about technology. When we think tech talk, when we think technology talk, is it just getting the next latest gadget or thinking about how we can use the gadget to better the world, to better our lives, to better the lives of those around us? And that was the whole thinking about all these podcasts in general that I try to do, of all these initiatives in general that I try to be a part of. What can we do to fulfill things in the world using technology to get things accomplished, to get things done, to get things brought into the world. So when you look at your phone, you look at your computer, you look at your instrument and ways to record your instrument, ways to better your life. I didn't even talk about all the technology involved in the computer gadgets of running a dishwasher, running a a, um, a fridge and an oven, which now has Shabbos mode, by the way. We got a fridge recently this year, which has Shabbos mode, which is amazing to see. It switches over by itself. I always look to see the candlesticks, and my goal is one day to get the oven that also has the Shabbos mode technology. Thinking about a, a washer-dryer, you know what they had to do in the olden days for clothing? They had to literally wash it by hand and dry it by hand. The washer-dryer is an amazing, amazing invention. 
I do the laundry how many times a week? Almost every other night. And it's you don't even think about it, except for the times that it breaks down. Level all anyway, we should never know from such things ever. But, you know, these machines and even the technology involved in the plumbing systems and in the water systems and the heating systems, the oil systems and air conditioning and the lights in our home, every single thing, Hashem made a beautiful life for us, whether your home is a mansion or whether it's modest, everything involved in our homes, in our computers, in our lives, in the freezers that we have and the fridges that we have, the lights that we have, the everything we have really could better our lives if we would appreciate and think about how to use technology how to further the world to be better to to be involved in more mitzvahs and more chesed just think just a simple idea finding whatsapp and using it to spread torah spread mitzvahs you have someone in the community who needs cooking for you know there are cooking teams baruch hashem we're on a cooking team as well Oh, there's a family that just had a baby. They have three adult, they have three adults in the house right now. They have four kids. They have this allergy and this allergy. Who's going to help out? They send the message out to the WhatsApp group. We all respond, and I know right away what I'm going to cook, what I'm going to bring over for that. In the olden days, you probably had to make phone calls, and you had to make lists and do it by hand. Now everything is automated, and we don't appreciate that. Shem makes beautiful technology, starting with talking tonight about the idea of the radio, the internet radio, which is its own fascinating technology. Radio.co, of course, Sheer Enjoyment Radio, and Tiny Talks Radio, which is brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio and powered by Radio.co. These are just some small snippets of the amazingness of technology. Technology talk, how it could better our lives, how it does better our lives, and can spread Torah, spread mitzvahs, and spread chesed. Again, comments, suggestions, and the like are always welcome at Sheer Enjoyment Radio at gmail.com. Sheer Enjoyment Radio at gmail.com. Our number is 520 4538302. Of course, this has been Tani Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co, where we talk about some topics for the week. For the audience members to keep, join us next time, God willing, where we talk the sheer version, probably talking about Tvilin here on Tani Talks Radio, and I'm your host, Tani. <laughs>